On tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk, Fat Cat, DMX and Prince Philip, Kim Kardashian, Pandemic Pounds, Outliers, and Hillbilly Explained. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. And we have Renner moving in. She and I actually have a cat fatter than ours. How about that? <laughs> Our cat's not that fat. She's not too fat. She's a chubby house cat. Um, She's got her little panis going. Yeah. She Well, she had that the day I brought her home after getting fixed. When I got her spayed, she right? had that little belly thing. And it's never gone away. It's just the kitty wobble. I've heard this like primordial pouch, all that crap. I don't know about that. Because people get that too. Yeah. <laughs> people get panis. <laughs> Are we primordial kangaroos? Marsupials? <laughs> no. I think cats just get fat and they get panis. <laughs> I don't think. I, she has it whether she's fat or not. She has it when she's too skinny and she's sick. Aww. So it's just hangy belly. Well, it's just hangy belly. She hangy belly. Well, Chairman Meow, our renter, I, we normally do not have, we normally don't allow pets, but once in a while, if, uh, something's, if something's vacant for a little while, and, and a renter just seems absolutely stellar in every single category you could check off. We roll the dice. We roll the dice, and this, this renter has one cat, so we're going to roll the dice. But when they were signing the lease... Um, we were talking about their cat a little bit and, and there's a, there's a part of our lease that's, there's some blanks to fill in. Uh-huh. For example, you know, renter is or is not allowed to have a cat or is or is not allowed to have a blank. So it's yes. And then you fill in cat. So yes, the renter is allowed to have a cat weighing blank pounds. You know, it's a dog, you know, or up to so many pounds. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're not getting somebody with... A St. Bernard. Exactly. And God, people are stupid and do that. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I'm filling this in. I said, so next question. So how much does this cat weigh? How big is this cat? Like 10 pounds? Is that like normal cat size? <laughs> well, she's a little bigger than that. I'm like, uh, 15 <laughs> pounds? Like how big? Like it's a cat, right? I'm not a puma, right? We're not talking Tiger King here. Well, she's a little more than 15 pounds. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, good Lord. She's like, well, she probably weighs about 18 pounds. She's somewhere between 15 and 20. And there was a couple. They were a very young couple. They were so ashamed. They're like, yeah, I know. We're really hoping she'll lose some weight here at the new place. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy diet cat food. You just great? have to. They hate you for it. But if that's all they can eat, then so there's a so there's gonna be a 18 pound cat waddling around our uh, duplex we just completed and rented. Oh, we'll have to go by and kitty. see. Surely we'll see the cat in a window. We will. Or we will. there's a big window, a bay window from, you know, from back in the 40s when people built windows because they weren't chicken shit afraid of, <laughs> of everything on earth. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of sunlight come into this duplex. Uh, and I'm sure Fat Cat will be right there. Right there in the window. In the window, sunbeam, just like our Fat Cat does. Yes. Our, our Fat cat. cat gets warm in the sun. She does. She's nuclear hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's got her little oven, the little Cat Easy Bake oven. Tell, yes. Tell about that. She has her little office. This is where she goes. And she gets a little grumpy if you disturb her in there. Describe um, the office. Yeah, it's it's a, a place on our, like we have a, instead of a windowsill, we kind of have a ledge running along the windows. And she has her perch and inside of one of the curtains, her cat bed. So you pull the curtain around and she's behind the curtain between the window but sitting on the ledge with the curtain like being walls around her. Yeah, she's walled <laughs> off from us. And just, you know, enjoying her window view. So she's in the office watching birds. Sun in her belly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she usually goes there in the morning. Yeah, she likes that. And when you touch her, she is hot as hell. <laughs> like, it's really, she's, in, she's literally in that little enclosed space baking herself. She is. <laughs> it's pretty funny. 
but she found it, so so good for her. Yeah, she likes her spot. That is her spot. Can't argue with cats. No. So hopefully ours will be okay. Yeah. And then you've been having some trouble with your tooth. Yeah, I have. Our um, cat has no teeth. You're working on it. I'm working on it. I have, uh, I'm in the middle of a, a crown. So I have a temporary, you know, cap on it. And it keeps coming off. And it's, well, it's a molar. I can't help it. And it's on the right side of my mouth where I normally chew. And this time I, I was actually eating very gingerly, like a, a grilled cheese sandwich. And it was just the action of my tongue that popped it off. <laughs> I was like, fuck. You got, a, you got an active tongue there. Yeah. Yeah. And then then I really can't eat much else after that. Like, I just. You know, I I, I, I use that old saying all the the time about uh, something tasting so good, make your tongue slap your brains out. You're not literally supposed to do that, Petra. Yeah, I did. (laughs) It was a good grilled cheese sandwich. (laughs) I guess so. Flapping around uh, there. Oh. Oh, well. (laughs) We got a follow-up to a story. And by the way, this is like a rarity for us, so don't get used to this, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) It's Where like, we actually follow up on our own stories. Well, that too, but also like once a week, right? It's yeah. been a week since we've just podcasted. It's usually about once a month. It's been an eventful week, though. It has. And we had some leftover stories that really weren't that time sensitive. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's just throw these out there and then you'll free form. And yeah. Yeah. Do our hillbilly rapping about it. So, uh,. Yeah, anyway, so the follow-up is the DMX, he died. Yeah. I hate to spoil it. Listen, your ass is about to be missing. <laughs> he's missing. He's missing. Well, I guess he's not missing. Mm-hmm. He's missing living. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. What's a, What are his lines about the funeral? Oh, gosh, I don't he know. He has a bunch of funeral Looking lines. at the roof of the church, people <laughs> telling the truth and it hurts, something yes. like that. So, yes. Sorry, DMX, for just telling the truth. Yeah. You had a hard life, son. I found out this week he grew orchids. Good for him. Isn't that kind of neat, though, and something you wouldn't expect? They're I, like delicate flowers. I knew he, he had been to, I knew he had been to prison, and like I said before, was uh, on some sort of work release program working at Denny's. So whatever he has had brushes with the law. Yeah. Apparently he'd lived the life he rapped about. Well, he wasn't fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. True that. Fake up north type. Beep. Yes. <laughs> He's allowed to say the N word. We're not. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> We've agreed to that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Even yeah. though. It's like, it's like, okay, I knew better now. But can I confess though, if what? I'm in my, if I'm in, if I'm in my Eastern Kentucky hillbilly nerd truck, driving along to that, yeah, if I'm singing along to that song, I'll just tell you right now. If I'm by myself, I say the N word. <laughs> All right, I'm singing it to myself. Nobody's in the vehicle. I see you nothing wild wrong with that. Man. I see nothing wrong with that. You wild man. You know, in our whole county we live in, if I have to, and I know all of them. I will get the three black people that live in this county, <laughs> and I will get their, their permission. permission. I will get their written permission to sing the N word only in that song. Yeah, but no, I don't oh, want just okay. that song. Yeah, I'm gonna, okay. But well, that'd be okay too. Okay. That'd be a good start. That'd be something. Be. But no, I won't be able to say the N word when I'm singing if I'm singing. But then it might be a loophole though, because it'd be like the Mel Tillis thing. Remember Mel Tillis? Mm-hmm. Dude that stuttered. But he, but if you sing, people who stutter who sing don't stutter. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, there you go. Or at least he didn't, and I assume others too. So, you know, he was a country music singer. Yes. But he also had kind of a funny, he almost was a comedian too. Okay. And when he was in an interview or something and his stuttering really kicked in, yeah. then he would, hey, Petra, how are you doing today? And he would like start singing in a funny uh-huh. way. To one, he'd get through it, but two, it was just kind of a funny thing that he would do to get through his stuttering. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that'd be a loophole with the N-word. Uh-huh. You can't say hey, it, but you can sing it. But... You so-and-so. <laughs> exactly. So you sing it to him, and then it's, see, that's a loophole. That's why you're not allowed to do that, I guess. 
You know, that's taking advantage of a loophole. <laughs> no, it would be. That is taking no, it, advantage it, of a loophole. It would be if you uh, did that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So that's why that's why that unwritten rule is there. You're not okay. even allowed to sing it. <laughs> Good. It's Baltimore. You not uh. n- the never speak its name <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you can go along with that. I can go along with that just fine. And uh and and speaking of black rappers from that overdosed on heroin and had an enormous um record of crime. Who else died this week? What? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> they have so much in common. <laughs> well, on the same day, or <laughs> I'm not following you here. Who else died, Petra? Well, we were going to talk about Prince Philip, but I don't think that was the right introduction. Come on, <laughs> you know, I think those two shared a common bond and their love of rap, of gangster rap, and their love of yes, of of whatever crime and mayhem. And gangster rap. Yeah. yeah, gangster rap. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so at all. So Prince Philip, what, what was he, like 135 years old? He, he was died? actually 99. They were... 99. His plans for their... I mean, there was going to be a huge celebration, of course, for his 100th birthday. All right. So I don't mean to be stupid, but I'm just going to ask. Just make sure. So he was married to Queen Elizabeth, right? Yes. The one that wears the multicolored dresses so people yes. can see her in a crowd yes okay people yes. like her she seems okay yes she's not a cute little lady she is that's a good way to think of it and they've been married they were married like what 70 years 70 years they just seven last year years. celebrated their 70th anniversary you know if there are if there is reincarnation things like that those people must have lived the oddest life that they're ever going to live. That must be one of the oddest. <laughs> that must be one of the oddest lives, right? Yeah. Like they, you're just born, and you're like, okay, you're famous, you're you're a prince, you're a queen. Yeah. Have at it. <laughs> like, what rule book, playbook, do you learn for that? Evidently, it's a very long indoctrination program, similar to oh. a cult. <laughs> It would have to be. You'd yeah. have to be so brainwashed in some way. But you know that I don't know. It, I don't it's know. Like, I but think they... Brainwashed is the wrong word. But the culture you're in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody that's like in a like us in hillbilly culture, we have we have learned established rituals and words we use and routines and, and roles. Routines. Yeah. So they're just a very specific role that they Absolutely. were born into, I guess. Absolutely. And they began that from Gosh. You know, knee high. They had to learn protocols. Even royal children have royal protocol. Golly. They have what they can wear in public and what they can't. And it's based on tradition. And, some people, and it's really based on the queen's preferences in a lot of cases. And some people just give it up. Just like then this. Again, I know none of these people. Uh huh. Excuse me, none of these people. And you seem to be into it, mm-hmm. like every other white girl in America. <laughs> Why do you white girls love uh, the the royal family? What is the deal with that? I think the melodrama. Well, it is drama. It is drama. It's real life soap opera ish, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they're a little bit more interesting than our celebrities. They're English celebrities. They are English celebrities. I used to not really, when I was young, understand, like, why do they even have that? That's so stupid. Like, they, yeah, they used to be real kings and queens. We get it. Yeah. But at this point, they're just basically, well, not basically, they are figureheads. They are figureheads now. But now that I'm an adult and, again, a little more... I, I can see the benefit to England because of just exactly what we're doing right now. We're talking about it. Yeah. And it promotes their country. Tourism is huge. Tourism's enormous. And just the ambassadorship. Yes. Of course, they don't have any real power. But like you said, we're talking about it when they have a wedding or something. The entire world is talking about England. Absolutely. England, yeah. England, England, England. Over and over and over. Um, so... There's something to that, right? Absolutely, yeah. At a yeah. very minimum, like you said, the tourist part. 
And I think there's something. So why not? Have a little queenie. I think there's something to be said for somebody, someone in our society to be upholding traditions yeah. and decorum and just carrying it forward into the future. I, yeah. I'm glad I don't have to be that person. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I can't imagine living that life. I mean, can you imagine every second of every day, somebody over you, around you, making you do things and learn things and sit a certain way and all their tutoring? Like, hell, you think they went to normal grade school like everybody else? Actually, the last couple of generations are getting to. Well, that's nice. You know, they're 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 let the, actually beginning to let them have let a little the critter, bit of a let, life. Let yeah. the critters out of the cage yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Is it yeah. no wonder that they're all fucked up, or a lot of them are? I mean, yeah. well, who wouldn't be? Uh, are you kidding? You're the fucking queen of England. <laughs> <laughs> well, she has managed to keep her shit together royally through. How many years has she ruled? I can't even remember. It's over 50. Who knows? It's well over 50. I think it's like, I think it's coming up on 70 years. I like the meme that comes out every year on the 4th of July. It's a picture of the queen and she rarely makes a funny, like a sad face, but it's kind of a gruff face. Yeah. Like, like, like happy insurrection day, peasants. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it funny? Yeah. (laughs) That is great. Oh, I love it. I do too. I do. All right, so let me get this straight then. So, the dude who was married to Princess Diana, who uh-huh. is that? That's Prince Charles. He is next in line to be king when right. um, Queen Elizabeth dies. All right, is he the son of Queen Elizabeth? Yes, and Prince Philip, the guy that just died. Yes. So those two. That's their kid. In order to make it very clear that she was the queen and there was no other, he took the title of prince instead of, like, king consort or anything like that. (laughs) So, well, I mean, it's it's tradition from Victorian England. And uh, and now, all right, the next generation is Prince Charles, but he's old as heck. So he will be, when Queen Elizabeth dies, he will be the king of England. Yeah. Man, isn't that some shit? Yeah. I mean, again, I know it's figurehead, but, uh, you know, just a few hundred years ago, it fucking wasn't. Like, yeah. That dude could wage war. He could say, screw you, France. Go invade those French speaking assholes and a country would go to war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not that long ago no. in the whole scheme of things. No, it's really not. I mean, specifically. And they can very well like look back on their history and tell you about it because they've, I mean, that's their job to know about it. Yeah. I mean, and even like World War One, that was, uh-huh. that was some of the big problem with World War One. With a lot of these countries, a lot of them involved with that, were still ruled by one person <laughs> or one family. Like, there was yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and I think even then, with England, I think they even had a little bit of power then. Like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe a vote one way. I'm totally speaking out of my ass right now. But maybe, like, a tie-breaking vote if their version of a Senate and the House... Mm-hmm. Couldn't reach some resolution or something. You know what I'm saying? Again, I know I'm totally mm-hmm. talking out my ass. But again, just something. Yeah. Just some little something. Yeah. Like you still have just a teeny bit of power. And in the situation that it's, you know, let's just say that what I'm saying is halfway right, that uh-huh. it's in their whatever they call their Senate. And it's a 50 50 tie of whether yeah. we're going to war or not. Like he would be the tiebreaker. I'm not 100% sure that's not either. still the case. It may be. It might still be. I know that but anyway. you know they go to parliament you know on ceremonial occasions and I think there are certain things that they can put before parliament to be to become law. Interesting. Yeah. They have some you know and, and it's it's minor but they have a lot of influence. That's what they deal in is influence. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Well, speaking of uh, 
I said in you said influence. That kind of made me think mm-hmm. of uh, of this. Let's just go to this one next. We'll just skip around as we uh, as one thing meshes into the other one. Uh-huh. How about an what's our American version of an influencer? Somebody uh, you would call an influencer. <laughs> well, the influencer of America is Kim Kardashian. Absolutely. At least one. I mean, you know, we have multiple, but yeah. but, but I mean, you can't, obviously from this story, she's the well, you can't deny poster she, child for it. Sure. And of course, it's one of those things everybody loves to hate. This and that. But you know what? There's not one person in America that doesn't know who she is. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, just in some basic level, like anybody on the street, like, have you ever heard of Kim Kardashian? Oh, hell yeah. Everybody's heard of Kim Kardashian. Well, I can appreciate some things that she does. Like, she has been involved in Project Justice, I think is what it's called. And she's studying take, to take the bar exam. Like, instead of going to law school, she's just getting private private tutors. Huh. Well, so, there are some things about her that are, are not... Well, she can afford it. Yeah. I can tell you that. And I feel horrible for her that she's going through a divorce with, with a person with a mental illness. You well, know, uh, the country has made fun of her so many times. Well, of course. I feel so bad for her as a human being for that. But it's just like, oh, gag, gag. I'm not even sure if there should be billionaires in this world, let alone her one of them. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm getting at from this story. Apparently, yeah. apparently on last year's Forbes billion dollar, you know, just richest people list. Yeah. She was up to about $780 million of net worth. This year, she's over a billion. Kim Kardashian is worth thousand million dollars wrap your head around that shit crazy it's crazy, crazy. but it's also impressive like you I, yeah. like i have i owe no animosity i'm quite sure she didn't become a billionaire because she's an a rube <laughs> she's an airhead not, in she's, any way she's yeah. not an airhead idiot she is obviously incredibly smart yes and intelligent yes for anybody that runs a business, imagine your business a, a million times, literally a billion times more yeah. complicated. Yeah. She apparently gets it from two businesses. Have you heard of these two? Uh-huh. Which ones? Uh, it says Forbes primarily credits Kardashian's, Kardashian West. Two lucrative businesses, quotes, cosmetic company KKW. Mm-hmm. Yes, K- I've heard of it. KKW yeah. Beauty. That's the name of the business. Yes, and it's the, overpriced brown makeup. Okay. And the other is a shapewear company called Skims. It's over overpriced spanks. Uh, that's what I would that's what I would envision. This is from USA Today, yeah. by the way. Amy uh Heinlein. Hainline? H A N E I'm with Hainline. Amy Hainline. Good job, Amy. Good story. And everybody knows the TV show, yeah. and that's what got her started. And everybody knows there was some sex tape, and that somehow parlayed something. I don't know, but fuck. If you could do a, a quote, leaked sex tape, and you can parlay that into a billion dollars, then... That's the gold pussy. Then, that's the golden, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said it. You said the P word, not me. Then good for her, right? Yes. I mean, shit. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Who in the is. world could not say that that's not impressive? <laughs> it is. If, it is. If that's your knock on her, like, oh, she just an old porn star. She just had some really sex tape. That's what got her started. Well, so? Well, so what? I just, all right, all right. What a, a lot of us have a problem with her and her family. Mm-hmm. The Every picture you see of them is super heavily edited you know they're they're a big presence right. on social media sure you know even their videos are are you know digitally enhanced and this week just one of them this week came out after a picture was leaked of her that hadn't been digitally enhanced in any way and she didn't have makeup on and it was just the end of the world because she didn't live up to the kardashian standard of beauty <laughs> The Kardashian didn't live up to the Kardashian standard of beauty. Are you telling me and our listeners that they use filters on these pictures? Surely not, Petra. 
How could that it's, possibly? It's not healthy for. How could that be? I mean, it, it's not healthy for a woman my age to see. You know, we compare ourselves to that, and we always come up short. But we know it's bullshit, and we try to get on with our day. But if you're 16 years old, comparing yourself to that. You haven't really developed that thick skin yet. It really. I get it. It affects how you see yourself. I totally get it. It's a it's a society weird thing that. I think it happens to young men, too. Uh, it does. I was going to bring that up, but I didn't want to steal your thunder. But not as much. Obviously, I think you ladies get it. God, no, probably 10 times more than us guys. But we get it a little. I mean, uh, come on, those guys on the on the cover of uh, Men's Fitness, mm-hmm. really, uh, of course, they're, I know, they're photoshopped and the lighting's just perfect. They and, haven't drunk water and, for 48 hours. Exactly. I get all that. But still, I mean, those guys do kind of fall in a trap a little bit. I'm like, God dang it. I don't look yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just a generation ago, our only worth to society was what we looked like and what kind of a mate we could attract. So it's kind of tough, you know, we're at that weird transition period where, where we're learning to have self worth outside of what we look like. And there's still images like them who are like fertility goddesses brought to life, you know, up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's a good way to look at it. And yeah, I don't know. There's some of these problems are just problems that are generational or something that nobody could even comprehend. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, 50 years ago, this probably wasn't a problem. Yeah. You took a picture of something. You did the best you could with lighting and angles. But at the end of the day, it was a picture of a person. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't. You know, erasing part of their hip to give them more curvature. Like you either had it or you didn't, or you could illusion it. But yeah. now you can literally take, uh, you know, a uh, on a computer screen eraser and draw in lines of yeah. people's curves and bigger boobs and bigger arms or whatever you want. Erase their wrinkles. Erase just, wrinkles. Yes, yes. All that. Oh, yeah. Of course. But, Yeah. But yeah. that's just part of it. That's just that's just part of it something is. that it's, people are going to have to deal with and and figure it out. And you, you know what? Twenty years from now, they'll be writing books about it. I think uh, they will. It'll be some kind of social, sure, some yeah. sociology study on this whole thing. And who knows? I, I I don't know. Some of these things. Who knows where it's going? Yeah, I mean, you to surely people like us eventually figure out. Like, all right, that's fake. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Like, we all kind of know it. I guess yeah. that's, that's the one thing at this point. Everybody obviously knows there's filter. The filter on your phone, that's all that is. Yeah. That's just erasing your wrinkles and all your stuff. And I know people are smart enough to know that every magazine is Photoshopped like that. But it still subliminally kind of gets in there. It does, I think. doesn't it? Like, yes. you can still say, I know that guy doesn't really look like that. But then you can then you say, well... But I bet he looks close. <laughs> and then there it is. And you're on the, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we just do the best it's, we can. It is. It. So you do understand. No, I do. Where we're coming from. I do to a point. Yeah. But again, I don't want to steal your thunder. I know. I know you girls have it away. Oh, away face. More. It's, it's plastered, you know, two stories high in front of Victoria's Secret when we go to the mall. Sure. Well, speaking of uh, looking good, how about this? And the Kardashian and the whole thing we just talked about. Uh-huh. Here is a uh, symptom of the pandemic. That's, yes. That's not a good one. Everybody's gained weight. Can no you imagine? Kidding. Can you imagine <laughs> that people gained weight in the last year? <laughs> well, no kidding. Well, well, here's some numbers. Uh, American Psychological Association. Uh-huh. That sounds pretty professional. This is by Caitlin O'Kane, by the way, on CBS News. Thank you, lady. So, yeah, American Psychological Association. It sounds legit. Stress in American Pandemic Survey. 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 (laughs) 3,000 people. 
It's not a giant pool, but it's a pretty good pool. But it's three thousand people. Sixty-one percent have undesired weight changes <laughs> during COVID. <laughs> That's what I would call it. <laughs> That's a great word, isn't it? Uh, undesired weight changes. <laughs> undesired weight changes. I'm pretty sure none of these have. They've lost weight. Like that technically could be an undesired weight change. Like, oh man, at at the COVID, I, I'd lost twenty pounds. Just <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous, right? Uh, yeah, especially uh, I just packed my fat clothes upstairs uh, because they're God. not they don't fit anymore. <laughs> undesired weight changes. All right, that's great. Here's some more numbers. of the U.S. adults said they gained more weight than they intended. Oh, no (laughs) shit. Like, who was intending to gain weight? Now I'm questioning this whole thing. Uh, The amount they reported gaining Uh on average, 29 pounds. Shit, that is a lot. I hear you. 10% said they gained more than 50 pounds. Oh, my gosh. 10%. That's not too bad. That's heartbreaking, yeah. So here's the here's another little breakdown. Okay, it says more women, forty five percent, reported weight gain, and thirty nine percent of men reported a higher than average gain. I'm, I, that's a little confusing. Maybe they go up every read, year. Let me just read the sentence. More women, forty five percent, reported weight gain than men, thirty nine percent. But men reported higher average in weight gain at 37 pounds. So the men that did gain weight gained more. Yes, okay. compared to the women's average of 22 pounds. Okay. So 45% of women in this survey said they gained weight and they averaged gaining 22 pounds. I think that's what I gained. <laughs> <laughs> and 39% of men said they gained weight, and they gained an average of 37 pounds. Holy shit. So that 39, let's just say 40%. So 40% of men gained 37 pounds on average. Damn, Sam. It was a bad time. At least you women halfway controlled yourself at 22 pounds. Us men were just fucking pigs. Well, I got hit one year with a diagnosis of major depression. And put on a, a antidepressant whose main symptom was weight gain or main um, side effect is weight gain. Right. Um, menopause and COVID in one year. And like I was chicken to go walk at the park like I was used to doing. So it was not a good year for me. So this year I am all about getting back to where I was. Well... <laughs> I think I think I'm with the majority of Americans. Well, it's a struggle. <laughs> I I would go up and down, but I I managed to kind of stay. I'd start gaining a little bit, and like no, 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 fuck that, stop, stop this. I was able to reel it in, but of course we're going to gain weight. We're at, you're at home more. I mean, your your yeah. routines are the fridge is right there, and you're bored more yeah. than normal. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's going to, I mean, this all makes sense. And, and some of these things are, I, I know there's no playbook for COVID for, you know, I'm not totally, it's easy to be a couch coach because yeah. we all went through it. Yeah. And we've talked about it on the show a million times. There are no right answers. I, I don't care if you hate Donald Trump or love Donald Trump. It wouldn't matter who the president is, was at that time, whatever decision was made, there'd be a tsunami of people couch coaches saying that's the worst damn thing that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard like it's a very polarizing thing so it was and it's confusing to this day to me why it would be well why would how did we get to the point where there were such divisive opinions about science well, there's some of that, too. I don't want to go down that road too okay. much. But my point is, like, um, what was my point with this? Just, I mean, just that this is a, my point was that this was a side effect of this Crazy. year. It was just nuts. And, yeah. and we all know that these studies obviously show that that means more people 
sooner or later are going to die than wouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? They're not dying of COVID, but these are people who have added unhealthy lifestyles. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have COVID, but... They didn't have COVID, COVID messed but, up their life in some way. Yeah, and it, and this will probably you know this could shave a few years off people's lives. Yeah, you know potentially, yeah. Yeah. especially these yeah. guys that gained forty pounds. Are you kidding? Thirty-seven pounds. Shit. Ouch, that hurts. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that's going to affect somebody's obviously cardiovascular and heart and lungs and legs and everything mm-hmm. else. So. uh And then there'll be millions of studies on these things. Oh yeah. On you know, on God, what all we- kinds of effects of this is this is going to have effects for years. What of, a weird ass time we be. <laughs> uh, it, it honestly, when you look back on it, it's almost surreal in, yeah. in a in a way. We're just used to it now, which that's another weird thing. But when it was going on, it was about a year ago. That's when it all hit. Was in March. Me and one of the uh, neighbors down the street, and we live literally on a city street. We have a beer out on a sidewalk once in a while because this is Mayberry, USA, and please don't give a shit. But the point is we're having our street beer in the middle of this pandemic when they had shut it down. I mean, you know, the two weeks where they told every business everybody is shutting down unless you are absolutely the most essential. Unless you're a hospital, you're shutting down. And we were just sitting out there talking about like it changed, like overnight that happened. Yeah. Like, like just how fast things change. Like we're sitting here on a sidewalk at two in the afternoon on a Monday and it is deserted. It's yeah. like a zombie apocalypse has happened and we're just, there was no cars, no traffic, no people. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. <laughs> I'm going to try to sort of some little teeny memory of that, keep that in my head. And it changed just overnight. All it took was the president getting on and executive order, sign that order, boom, everything shut down. <laughs> like, holy, like, that is, I don't know. You can, you can extrapolate into all kinds of bullshit of, like that must be what it's like when some company, when some country, it could be for good or bad. What I'm going to say is for bad, but but just like when Hitler took over, and mm-hmm. one day he's president. Oh, by the way, we just we just uh, you know our Senate just um, decided to vote Hitler to be the president of the United States. Oh, that's nice. Next day, boom, some law of oh by the way, um, this is happening now. And you're like, holy shit, that was fast. <laughs> like, that's just how fast things could happen when, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When a government force decides to do something, like, we are truly all just pawns in this game. Like I'm saying. Yes. I'm, I'm try- I, I guess I'm trying absolutely. to be, I'm kind of rambling, but I, I'm a little sympathetic, I guess, from all this, from some of these countries that you just think, God, they're asshole. That old country's a bunch of fucking assholes. Maybe, maybe not so much. Right. Maybe it's a group of people that just have control of the rest of them. Anyway, it was weird. It was very weird, this whole pandemic thing. It is. Was it not? Oh. It's the whole year has been weird. Okay. It's just been a very surreal there weird I, year. I, I know. It has. It's, who would have, who could have thought nobody, nobody could have predicted this. You think of economic, you know, there's going to be a depression, there's going to be something, who knows, maybe a volcano blow up somewhere that affects things for a while, maybe, maybe, just recently maybe tornado, you know, maybe yeah. there's some hurricanes that's going to affect the supply line and that's going to affect things for a while, but <laughs> there nobody was the, thought of this. No, nobody thought of that. But you said that, the supply line, yeah. like it just recently, the... the big ship stuck in the Suez Canal. We've had all of this crazy stuff happen in like the last I know. Years. I hope I hope Actually, the universe I hope the universe is getting it out of its system. Yes. So anyway, how about oh, I don't know. 
Can't decide. How about moving on to oh, uh, a local dude? Oh. This guy is from Breathitt County, Kentucky. Uh-huh. Which the town in Breathitt is Jackson, which is the town and county that the dude from Hillbilly Elegy's from. Oh, neat. Yeah, he mentions that in his, before they moved to Ohio, that's the part of Kentucky that those people are from. All right. Okay, cool. Bloody Breathitt. Bloody Breathitt County is the nickname of that county because of the uh, feuds. There was a bunch yeah. of, there was several feuds there back in the day. Which we just learned about where that came from. As a cultural thing, right? We did. We we're, learned about that. We're a bunch it of, is a cultural thing. Yes. We're a bunch of Scotch-Irish uh, herders, apparently. Apparently, if you live... <laughs> we can get into that just a little bit. Yeah, I don't let's mind. go there. Yeah. Uh, you know, where we live... Uh, we, that's the whole point of this podcast is we're hillbilly, but we're also smart enough to recognize we're hillbillies. <laughs> 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 and and to, laugh about it. And to laugh about it and to analyze it a little bit. Well, we read a, a part of, uh, what was that book? Outliers, uh-huh. which is a phenomenal book. I would highly recommend that to anybody. Anybody's ever heard, and it's common in business now, the 10,000-hour rule, that's where it comes from. It comes from this book. Basically, you got basically to be an expert in your field, you got to put in at least 10,000 hours. The whole myth of... Well, yeah, if you're Eddie Van Halen and you're just born with a God's gift of playing a guitar, it's easy. No, it's not. He puts in twenty, thirty thousand hours to mm-hmm. be Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Plus he's born with talent. You gotta yeah. have both. Yeah. But nobody makes it without their ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand hours. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Hard work still gets you somewhere, which is a great theme to that book. It's a great theme. to life. It is a great theme to the book. I didn't finish it, but the chapter that I was kind of obsessed with reading, I think it kind of explains a lot of our culture. Absolutely. Um, He goes, uh, the book references other studies and different things. But there, there was an interesting chapter, just randomly, by the way. We didn't uh-huh. buy this because it had anything to do with um, Appalachia culture whatsoever. No, no. But he goes into this chapter about all the feuds that have happened in, in Appalachia. Everybody knows Hatfields and mm-hmm. McCoys, of course. I'm a there's, descendant of the Hatfields. There's ten more. <laughs> there's all kinds of feuds up and down Appalachia, and apparently that did not happen in the whole rest of the country. It was unique to Appalachia. Because honor is so important in our culture. It is. 100% it is. I'm dealing with stress this week, and it kills me not to just go over and just punch and just start punching somebody in the face. (laughs) It does. Like a total hillbilly jackass. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Whether I would go to jail or not, it truly eats at me that these fucking assholes uh, talked about me behind my back and I bald face caught them in it. Now, I was honor enough to go up to them at the time it happened and basically say, fuck you, fucking assholes, you know. Well, you confronted them. You didn't cuss them. You were good. I didn't cuss. I didn't. But I confronted them. That's a good way to say it. I heard the tape. <laughs> I was par. I was par. Good. I was paraphrasing. But yeah, point is, honor means a lot. Yeah. And I just don't see how any other culture doesn't. But looking at this, apparently it doesn't, according to that chapter. But anyway, us people from Appalachia are descendants. All of us, by the way. One way or another, you've got somebody in your family from Scotch-Irish, Scotland-Ireland, and they were herders, apparently. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a lot of land. Parts of the country was even in dispute forever. Who even owned it, what what country you even were a citizen of. So you were constantly fighting. Somebody tries to take your sheep. Fuck you. I'll kill you. Take this damn (laughs) sheep again. You know? Yeah. You had yeah. to do that. Whereas they're saying that if you lived in agricultural big places, like the field, like the other parts of England, for example, nobody's going to come and steal 10 acres of corn. Yeah. They're so not going to harvest it in the middle of the night and steal it. Yeah. So you don't have to worry so much about that. But somebody could easily come and take all your sheep herd. Yeah. Or yeah. things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that makes sense a lot. And it made sense for the farmers to all be able to get along with each other so they could help each other out. Right. If it, it made sense to be on good terms with your neighbors. Right. Whereas, exactly, whereas our Scotch-Irish herders, no, it made more sense to basically just like, you know, I almost live by this creed. Like, you, know, you can always be nice later. <laughs> Like that's not like that's not good. Well, that's not no. That's not good. You shouldn't do that. I mean, I've, yeah. I've read books. I try hard. I mean, make a good first impression and all yeah. that. And I get that. And I try really hard to do that. But there's still a side of me of like, especially like with renters and things like that. To like, you know, you better kind of show that you're kind of tough up front, and then you can always back off and be a little softer later well i gotta tell some some so family stories here a, you know i got to because okay. well, we've it. opened this can of worms open it up all right talking about like show and strength and everything like i can remember one real clear incidence as a kid where this teenager had a, a dirt bike a little tiny dirt bike just giving it hell up and down the dirt road you know beside where where we lived you've se- you've seen the road sure and, I mean, he was just riding back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, uh, stirring up dust. And, you know, there's kids and we can't go out and play because there's, you know, the the asshole on a motorbike just going 40 miles an hour back right. and forth. Well, Dad got pissed off. <laughs> he got mad. Walked out into the middle of the road, took a football stance, and grabbed the fucking handlebars. Nice. The kid flipped over the bike he's just standing there with the bike in one hand like a gorilla and he picks the kid up with the other hand and he's like take it home and don't come back (laughs) see i love stories like that i think people listen to this are like ah that's awful that's appalling who would ever do that i'm sitting here yes good stand up for yourself show some strength don't be a pussy It, it it was impressive but it was also horrifying. <laughs> I get it. You know, in that book, they have a little, uh, there's some scientific data behind it, too. But it was some study where kids from the University of Michigan, I'm paraphrasing all this. We don't have these notes right in front yeah. of us. Yeah. But the point is, these are, it's a northern school. So these are kids that are way removed from, like, they're probably from rich families from Atlanta. And, you know, people have paid to have their kids go to an out-of-state school in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. But they're still from the South. They're that's, Southerners. And they're, they're Southern Appalachian people. And that's the whole point of this study is, you know, they had something where they were going into this room to do something. And as they're going in the room, I don't know, they're, they're crowding the hallway on purpose. And as the person going into the study has to get around somebody, I don't know, they bump them, get close to them, something. But the guy uh-huh. under their breath goes, asshole. And apparently that primes them, right? Yeah. And then as they're leaving, another dude comes down the hallway, and that guy's walking in the middle of the hallway, and he's a gigantic, like, football player. Like, like you're eventually, you are going to move. Yeah. And they measure the distance it takes for you to move out of his way. And That's appara- impressive. And apparently yeah. us Appalachian people... Like before, like on the on the control group where the guy doesn't say asshole, uh-huh. like we give the guy like we move out of the way like ten feet before we before he gets to us. Super nice, super nice. Guy. We're overly nice. The other people from all over the country they get like six feet. Yeah, that's makes you know fireworks. So <laughs> so we're like forty percent nicer when you're when when somebody doesn't call you an asshole. Basically, mm-hmm. when somebody's nice to you, we're super nice. Yeah. All right, well, the group where you're going into the study, they said, asshole, you come out. Uh-huh. We get, like, within three feet. Like, we are just begging, like, just just touch me, you fucking asshole. I'll rip you apart. <laughs> exactly. And, and the other group, even when you call them an asshole and they come out, they still give, like, five or six feet. Yeah. Like, it bothers people, but it bothers us way more. As and it's a cultural thing. And yeah. it absolutely is a cultural thing. I believe thing. it because it was attempted to be driven into me to be like just incredibly hot tempered and, you know, right. just 
wacky <laughs> is what I saw it as. I was always the laid back person relatively. Well, I was reading that study and as I was reading it, even I'm like, who wouldn't do that? Somebody calls you an asshole. Are you kidding me that that wouldn't amp you up a little bit? And apparently it doesn't. Apparently, I'm, I'm like falling right into the Appalachian, like what I would do. Like, uh-huh. like yeah, I would come out of there. Like, fuck you. <laughs> you probably would say something to them right I'm, then. I might. There's a good chance you might. I mean, they say that that guy is, you know, in the study is just, like I said, a gigantic football player, crazy looking mountain of a person. But I'm not so sure I wouldn't bump into him. I mean, they didn't say anybody in the study did that, uh-huh. but you've seen uh, I've, you've seen me around the park. Like if somebody gets in clearly in my lane uh-huh. in the park, I've hit people. Fuck them. Like I don't mean hit them like punch them. I mean, but like I'm walking, I'm walking on the right hand side of this sidewalk. Yeah. And if you're clearly just some jackass and you're walking in, coming towards uh-huh. me. In my lane, by by not even close. What I'm supposed to go around you? Fuck that, uh, right? I agree, and I think it's hilarious because I just I think I told you about this just this last week. We were talking about somebody's wife walking at the park, and she will never. She always walks in a group with other women, yeah. And she like I will be as close to the edge. On the right hand side as I can be, and she won't give any. I've I've just I stop and just hold my place and make her give now. Oh, good. She's an asshole, good. and and I I don't know. And she always wants to stare me down when she's doing that shit. I I really kind of don't like that woman. Well, I don't know who you're talking about, but screw her. I'll tell you <laughs> later. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and you've t- taken me park walking before, and you've told me like like oh yeah that person, and I'll just walk straight ahead, and they yeah. will move, or yeah. I will bump them. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to get them down on the ground and beat their asses, but I mean come on, at yeah. some point. Like, you're in my lane, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. It's not the end of the world, but at some point, it's a, I do believe it is some micro. Aggression thing, yeah. Yeah, it's a micro aggression that if you, <laughs> this this aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> I hate to be the dude on him, but shit. <laughs> Hank's going to get in a big old dog fight at the park. Uh. So I don't know. I, this stuff is just normal to me and, and you. And yeah. apparently it's not to everybody else. But, I mean, that being said, I mean, yeah. of course, people get in fights everywhere. It's not like that it's some utopia everywhere except here. But again. But we get in feuds that last for generations. Well, like that we was, really well, that was, well, that was ridiculous. <laughs> and, and then, and then, you know, to extrapolate the whole, uh, without going to the whole book, but, but that's, that chapter leads to though, like what can happen and effects of these cultural biases that we have that we don't even know about uh-huh. that can affect unbelievable bigger consequences. It's almost like those freakonomics things. Like they lay a baseline of like, okay, here's something that you might not know. And they establish a fact like that your cultural bias, you have cultural bias, whether you know it or not. Yeah. There's things about your culture that are absolutely you're operating on in the back of your brain, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they take that and okay. And here's an example of how that can be negative. And in this, in this chapter specifically, they start talking about plane crashes and it's related, not just not just the, not to Appalachia, uh-huh. but they talk about other cultures and the culture of like not speaking up and being subordinate to somebody who's a higher up than you. And yeah. they do a very good job of analyzing that almost every plane crash, it's not the equipment. It's not it, it's 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 probably 10 different things that all came together at once. Uh-huh. And if even one of those 10 things hadn't have happened. You'd have been fine, but it's, you get 10 things together and some of them in this book specifically, they name like, like the co-pilot, like for Korean airlines, for example, in their culture, you know, whoever the pilot is, that's a God (laughs) and you're the co-pilot and you never question him and you never do this stuff. 
there's just certain protocols and things you don't do. And they outlined very well of how that has affected and how they've attempted to correct that. Yeah. In, you know, and, and analyzed and identified which countries and which cultures are more likely for people to be able to speak up. And he has a really good dialogue here in a, uh, uh, from a flight, you know, one of the black box recorders uh-huh. of something going on. And you can just, he, you can read this co-pilot wanting to so bad say something like he kind of yeah. says stuff, but it's so wishy-washy. Do you and it's really so, mean to fly the plane in the mountain? You know, it's almost like it's almost literally that bad. It's one yeah. of the, it, this plane literally does fly into a mountain because this co-pilot is, or I mean, because the pilot is basically lost and this co-pilot just cannot bring himself to just say something like and the pilot is trapped. He can't say he's lost. It's a whole thing. You just got to oh, read wow. it. It's a great book. Gladwell, Ma- Malcolm Gladwell. The the name of the book's Outliers. It's one of the best books I've ever written. Ever written. Ever re- read. It is one of Hank's best books. <laughs> it, it's a great book. Now, that's going in my top ten. That's that a really good book. Uh, anyway, so our culture. That's our. Yes. That's our legacy. Yeah. At least uh, that's 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 our culture. That's how Willie explained. It does explain a lot about us, doesn't it? So anyway, I'm going to leave you on another hillbilly culture thing. By the way, where can everybody find us? At hillbillynerdtalk.com. That's exactly right. <laughs> where else can they find us? At uh, Twitter, sometimes. They can find us at the Twitter. At the Twitter and at, at the Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> you can find us at the Twitter and the Reddit. How about this dude, uh, which is how we got this started. Yes. He was from Breathitt County, the same place as Hillbilly Nerd Talk, or Hillbilly Nerd Talk, mm-hmm. Hillbilly Elegy people. Sturgill Simpson, maybe we're the last people on earth to discover this dude, but this to me sounds like Waylon Jennings and David Allen Cole combined. Had a baby. I'll, I'll just let this play like the, the chorus. Okay. The whole song, but... Well, I've been spending all my money on weed and pills Trying to write a song that'll pay the bills But it ain't came yet Guess I have to rob a bank That's gold I guess That is country gold that bad. At least I ain't sitting no back there In the middle of the hot death desert Sitting in a tank oh, wow. <laughs> He's not sitting in the desert in a tank <laughs> I'm so broke Pay attention to love How it tears me up to have to see her cry So broke I can't oh, pay attention I've been spending all my nights on the internet Looking for a clue but ain't found one yet Just a bunch of more palms, guitars and other shit I can't find <laughs> <laughs> Well now look You can hear me want to throw a damn dog upon If a devil shows up with a deader deal This whole soul's gold now <laughs> <laughs> Well, that call me King Turd up here from Shit Mountain. If you want it, you can have the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that is freaking awesome. What is the name of that song? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's the Turd of Hell Shit Mountain. <laughs> they call me the King of Hell Shit. Uh, King, King Turd <laughs> Hell Shit Mountain. If you want it, you can have the crown. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now that's spending a, all of his money on weed pills, <laughs> trying to write a song that'll pay the bills. That is his opening line. That is just Dang. that is a wonderful country song. It is later it in is. this later in the song he says the f word. Yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, all right, I we Sturgill Simpson. I'm telling you, listeners, look this dude up. Yes, yes. All right, listeners, we're cheap bastards. Y'all know this by now. We don't have XM radio or anything like that. When we travel, we have to find radio stations. Right. So that is when we get to explore popular country on the radio because that's what's most popular in our area. The country is by far. Yeah. But I don't think this is on the radio. No, no, no. It's nothing like it. No. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's phenomenal. We're not fans of pop country. And this is one of the first um, 
excuse me, one of the first videos that pop up when you type in his name. This says it's live from Sun King Brewery. And and it's actually a pretty it's a pretty smart marketing thing, really. All it is is him and his band, and it looks like they're in like a a warehouse. Maybe these are all beer cans around them. It looks just like the uh, you know a, a company that that stores beer, mm-hmm. like a, a a beer distribution company that they're doing a little concert in. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be live. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it is or not, but. Looks live. It seems uncut. It, it seems uncut, and there's just two songs. Like it's one video, but two songs. Yeah, pretty smart. It I is. think it is. Maybe that's their current two original songs. And so I'm sure they got Sun King Brewery to pay for this. Uh-huh. So we get a little marketing that way. Yeah, and it's just something unique. You're doing a concert in a, you know, in a uh, beer distribution place. Why not? <laughs> now you're going to go try to find somebody to do it for free. Right. <laughs> I think it works real well. Anyway, so there you go. There's some uh, Sturgill Simpson, some uh, Appalachian I, hillbilly for I you. I like that. You have played the living hell out of that song lately. I love it. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to buy it where I can find it. Well, my brain has been ping-ponging back and forth between this and the next podcast. We'll play my Shanghai Surprise Yeah, song. we'll get I, another earworm for you. Yes, yes. Well, what do you think, Miss Petra? I think this has been a great show. We'll talk to everybody next time.